I hope everybody had a phenomenal weekend. We have a great uh, webinar for you today. Um, we talk about, uh, first and foremost, uh, my name is Brian Delaney, and I am direct to managing partner, top producer, Edward Pritchett. <laughs> so I uh, love watching people uh, uh, retain that fire for four years, retain the passion, not only for this business, um, but just for business while still, uh, while still showing up for, at a high level for their family. So it's a big, uh, big deal to watch him continue to grow. We got to spend about two hours with him as, uh, I know Alan was on there. I know quite a few others, uh, were on there. Chris Ripple was on there. Zach Hutchinson was on there. Um, uh, Mark Jaffe was on there. Mark Jaffe, Chris, Zach, and Alan. I think that was the whole crew. Got to learn from Edward for for two hours. Um, so love to uh, start this uh, start this call off by talking about what it means to work at a high level and get results at a high level um, when it comes to this business. And there's uh, many people that we're going to feature on this. Um, we're going to, uh, be featuring, uh, uh, people like Alan Smith, who, uh, just continues to write great business while he's figuring out building a team, you know, going from the S quadrant to the B quadrant, because that's really the journey. And the journey is out of what I believe is what, I, what I found to be con employee level conditioning, right? Which I think, uh, uh most people are taught. Uh, at a very early age to uh, to uh, work inside of this system, right, uh, as an employee. And some people make it real big in that e-quadrant. Some people make it real big. And that e-quadrant is the right place uh, for a lot of people. I know, uh, I know my, uh, my executive team is absolutely phenomenal uh, at this. There are other people who seek that control uh, independence, they seek more of that. And that's all of you. So if you're in this S position, we want to talk about this self-employed position. We want to talk about what it means to be successful at the most basic level and grow up from there, right? Grow up in the business, go from beginner to equal, uh, in this business. And I remember, uh, I remember looking at this business and, uh, all the new language, the insurance policies, the underwriting, the, uh, promotion guidelines, the training, the all the pieces it, that get put in this puzzle um, when it comes to business. And it's very easy to get lost in what do I need to focus on in order to win long-term at this business. And so everything we're talking about today are going to be strategies, are going to be systems, are going to be principles, right? And we want you to be aware of those principles so that you know, so that you can put a narrow focus on the few things that it takes to win, like we did last week and like we had some of the guests talk about. You'll hear everybody who's on these calls, the conversation will always revolve around the same few principles, right? And this is, goes back to something Edward taught me a long time ago that his father taught him. Um, Ed, uh, Edward uh, said the, that his dad would always say to him, Edward, the principles of success are universal and the application is adaptable. So we're going to be talking about that today, what it, what it looks like to uh, win big. What do we need to focus on from day one, right? 
And the first and the most important thing we need to focus on is, is getting that win, right? Getting that first win. So if you're on here and you, uh, you haven't gotten that first win, you know, as much as I want to say, you know, go, uh, you know, focus on SNA, focus, focus on the slingshot. It's a little bit further down the road. Those are, those are the next steps, right? And every step we take in this business gives us a better perspective on the upcoming step because we built the skills to take the next step. And now we're building the vision for what it looks like to be great at this next position, right? Because same, like when it comes down to it, it's Monday morning, right? It's Monday mid-afternoon at this point. For self-employed, this is still considered morning, I believe, for Jake Davis and self-employed folks. Um, <laughs> so, um, but what, what does it look like to win, right? And so what that means is that we need, as we talked about, four things, resources, activity, schedule, system, right? We need the resources to win. And if you haven't gotten your first win, I'd identify, uh, just like Sarah Reinecke talked about, five to six people who you can go talk to, who you can write some business on. I'd identify with your mentor the amount of leads that you should buy in order to get a result. And, um, and what, what it looks like to work until you get that result with those resources, right? Because as much as the resources are important, getting the result is important. So what resources do we need to have to get a result? And there's been, and there's been so many new things, so many adaptations. I, I think all of us can look at it and say, oh man, so grateful to be part of a company that's pushing forward into a future and getting in front of these clients in, in uh, more ways that give us a bigger chance to win. I think we can all be, uh, all, all agree. Um, and if not, then you may need to look somewhere else, but all agree that being part of a growing company is something absolutely phenomenal. The perspective that we have to have in that time is very important. So as our, our company continues to adapt, we need to find more and more new ways of winning with the activity, uh, more and more ways of hitting the same goals that we used to do, well, if you haven't gotten started, write in that first app, getting to SNA, getting to uh, getting to Slingshot. Let's say you have gotten started. What is consistent? What is consistent winning look like? Well, the first step to consistent winning is writing five apps for five thousand, right? Five apps for five thousand. Now, that may not be your target. You may not. You might be saying, "Hey, listen, I would like to make a hundred thousand a year, uh, but I don't need to." Well, get that result for one week and back it off to what you need consistently and get that result, right? You get down to designing it. At first, it's just hitting the target, then hitting the target, then designing what that target's gonna look like that's gonna help you get that result, right? So, such a big deal. And we have, uh, right now, we've got some people on some agency owner runs who are on this call. We've got people who are brand new. And we've got people who are uh, going after the higher levels of leadership and everybody in between. So. When it comes to success, learning how to get from a result to a consistent result becomes very important. And this is what I want my guests to be able to hit on today. Um, the, the guests are all from this team because we've identified those folks as winning at this high level, uh, both in environments like we've had before with tools that we've had before and with, uh, with, uh, with the slingshot, with the switchboard 
with the Razor Ridge leads? How do, how do we win given all those resources? Because really, it's just a setup for winning is what we have. And we just need to identify what's the most important things. What are the most important things to do that? So um, I'm, I'm going to start here. And I want to talk with Brian Jernigan uh, to, to start with. You showed us your calendar last week. And I think that's that's really where it starts because our calendar becomes an instruction manual to build the future that we want, right? With the values that we have, right? And so I saw you there. I saw you uh, struggle, uh, struggle to succeed in the beginning, then succeed through that struggle and then succeed in ways where, yeah, there might've been times of tension, but there are going to be in any job, right? To where it became automatic, it became automatic. You look at your, uh, you look at your sister, Laurie, right? She's automatic. Like mm -hmm. it's awesome, right? That that level of duplication. You uh, you look at Anessa Shipley, she's automatic. You look at Rachel, go on to this thing from struggle to success through struggle to success without struggle, right? Um, we're watching that with Rachel, just all on that team. We've seen it with Ruben Brown, same thing, right? We've seen it with so many, uh, so many others as part of the Jernigan Agency. Um, but you went first on the production side. So let's talk about that. When it comes to Monday morning, when it comes to Monday, it start starts, you've are, uh, for a lot of times, you know, I know you and I, we come into the week with our appointments, right? So what did your Monday mornings typically look like after you booked those appointments? Well, I mean, Brian, I, I guess... <laughs> You and I come out of the construction industry, and so if you start Monday morning without a lumber drop, <laughs> you got a bunch of guys sitting around with their hands in their pocket. You're spending money just to, so they can keep warm around the uh, fire, right? Yep. So what did my Monday morning look like? You know, And I keep bringing this up, Brian, because you know, I remember back in the early days when I was struggling a little bit, um, you know, I had the chance to be dialing behind Jimmy Spildener, kind of in the same room with him a lot of times. And I was complaining about how I wasn't doing well. He said, let me see your ASAP count. And he started flipping through that. And he said, well, you're not doing well because you're not doing the work. And it was hard to hear. And Jimmy had no problem punching you right in the nose with like what you needed to hear. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what, what I did, and like here, I'm just flipping through and I'm, I just have to bring it up because consistently, here's what I did. That's what my Monday morning looked like. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was decided on Friday afternoon when I decided that I was going to get my my preliminary work done. Mm -hmm. So that when I went into Monday, I knew exactly what my schedule, my schedule and my calendar was going to do. And like the goal back then was 12 to 15 appointments. This particular, I don't know how many, probably 20 appointments. Mm -hmm. But what I lacked in, in skill, I made up for in activity. Mm -hmm. And it was, I'm, I wasn't good like a Gino Lockler or a Jesse Bacharach. They could just close everybody. They walk in like a golden retriever with an application around their neck and they're right, you know? So what I had to back it up with is having enough appointments so that I didn't have to worry about making a sale. I knew that if I had enough appointments that I was going to make a sale because I wasn't desperate to, to, for that person to be writing something. Does that make sense? And, and, and so what, what did my schedule look like? It was consistent. Like that was one week. I, I keep bringing this up. That's the next week. I don't care if there was a birthday or that's the next week. And my point being is that they told me 15 appointments and that's what I shot for. 
And what we know is the third close ratio is going to get you there. That's our average close ratio. Here's the cool thing about it is that my close ratio started to go up. I was able to help more families because I put myself in a position where I, I wasn't desperate for somebody to write because I had five more people to get to and I was already an hour late. Because what you don't know is that this is Easley, Pickens, Ware Shoals, Lawrence, Greenwood. These are appointments that are an hour apart. And I booked on the hour. The only appointment that I ever got to on time, Brian, was my first one. And I got there an hour early. And then I was running behind the clock the whole time. And therefore, what it did, it put a sense of urgency on what I was doing in the home. And it kept me from camping out and becoming their best friend and having them to tell me they want to think about it because I was a nice guy and we're going to write, you know, maybe come back next week. I didn't have time for that. And it, it put myself in, a, I guess, a, um, a position of strength instead of weakness. And that's what I hope for everyone. Yeah. And I want to talk, I want to talk about that urgency piece because I think that's everything. So if I wait to... Uh, to, until Monday morning to make a plan for Monday, I better just start making a plan for Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, when I walked into the week without the appointments that I needed, I had to make up work, right? But when I did walk in with the appointments that I needed, if I walked into the day now, because we're talking about this level of ad adaptation, it's about the day, right? So how early in my week can I get the result in order to ha have the confidence in order to have the confidence. That's why my Mondays were always so big. It's like, I didn't think that I was going to get a result on Tuesday. I had to put it all, I had, I had to put everything into Monday. And then I had some more appointments so that I could uh, continue to get some uh, great swings at bat, you know, great at bats uh, after that. So um, when it comes to it, I know that if I don't back myself into a corner and do work, I'm not going to perform as well. And when we don't do that, we can start to label ourselves. We can, um, you know, I'm lazy, I'm undisciplined, I'm this, I'm that. You know what? You just don't have any pressure. And the only person who's going to put pressure on you in this business is yourself. That's going to be it. You're going to have, you're going to get that pressure on yourself. And the pressure needs to be in a result that we need to get, right? And how many times we need to get that result in any given week, right? And that's because that's the win. And am I... Am I front loading my months in order to just like in the in the week, I want to walk into the posture. I want to have posture throughout my whole month. So when we talk about setting up for success, we're not talking about setting up a week that barely scraped by five applications. We're talking about setting up our weeks and our months in ways that are going to give us a posture so that we can come out of the month with more energy than we went into the month. Right. Because I think energy, not conservation. But being able to uh, being able to dial in our energy, being efficient and managing our energy, I think that's everything. Because when I have the energy, I give the attention. I don't care whether that's you know I used to drink drink some coffee before my appointment so that I could show up with some intent and intensity in order to get the result. So I love how you can just show that flipping, flipping, flipping. And what what I see that's in that calendar that was the same as mine. But you would you would look at those weeks and say. Oh man, the week early on in the week, you have those appointments later on in the week, you've got building appointments. Doesn't, doesn't that get old? And I would say, no, you want me to show you what gets old. Let me show you the week of Christmas, my second year in when I was running appointments on the week of Christmas, because I had to get a result. And because I didn't manage my energy and my calendar correctly, I, I was intending to be off, but because I didn't know, do what I needed to do, I had to work then too.
So energy management really comes in the form of working when we're supposed to be working and resting when we're supposed to be resting and uh, not allowing those two things to mix up as much. So if I do things efficiently on the week, then uh, then the month gets easy. If I do things efficiently on the month, vacations get easy. And then I built a great year, right? So that when struggle does come up, I don't have to panic. I can acknowledge and I can grin and bear it until I'm out of that rut. So when it comes to uh, when it comes to looking at the leads, I know for me, designing my week when I need to be dialing, when I need to be booking appointments, whether that's on Friday and Saturday, whether that's on Monday, was not was wasn't going to be a good um, wasn't going to be a good strategy. So if for people out there, when should they be putting in their uh, their lead orders um, in the week in order to prepare for the next week? Or uh, let me ask you, when did you? When did you put in your lead orders? You're not hearing me. I wasn't there for a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When did you put in your lead orders for the leads for the next week? Well, I had a standing lead order that was always going um, a leads as, as well as bonus leads because I wanted to be assured that I was going to get something, uh, but it didn't always work out like I planned. But as soon as they dropped, um, you know, I was, I was picking up some bonus leads, an extra 30, 40, 50 bonus leads. Um, Ryan, I mean, it, you know, and nowadays we have the ability to go in there and buy the leads when it every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I want to start my lead order on Friday when I was should be dialing and, and using up that time that is my, you know, my income producing time trying to purchase. I, I stayed ahead of the game. Like I said, you don't want to buy lumber. You know, if you would need lumber on a job on Monday, then you need to be ordering it next week, you know, mm-hmm. the week. Before. So just making sure that I always had those resources. I mean, it, it was non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's right. So having that standing lead order, right. And then being able to pivot before I have to start my activity in the week and being able to pivot again, you know, pivoting in this business, calling the audible when things that you don't expect happen, that, that comes from a place of abundance, not from a place of scarcity. Cause otherwise when things change, we panic, right. Mm-hmm. We get into this panic state. So, um, I was always taught that if I'm going to be booking appointments on a day, let's say I've got to make it up on Wednesday, or let's say you're in switchboard now and you've got, you know, your start, your, you have people who are getting back to you. You've got work that can always be done at certain times. Like for me, if I'm, if I'm on switchboard right now, my Saturdays are looking kind of wild, right? My Saturdays are full because it's the best time to contact people. If I'm working, might as well be working as long as I didn't have soccer games or things like that to go to. I would always try to do that. But, Anytime, uh, anytime that I was, uh, that I could right now, I know that on Saturday I can get a lot of work done also because it's best time to reach people. So what if you don't have people, uh, calling you? Well, we need to initiate those calls. We need to initiate those calls and, and we need to put ourselves in a position. Talk about for you, the importance though, of when I did have to pivot, why we don't set one appointment if we're going to be working in that day. And how setting three appointments or more uh, affected your posture, so that you weren't doing one-offs. I, I never did one-offs, man. You'll never see me book one appointment. I'm gonna, what we called it was bookend. You know, if you get one appointment, then bust your butt and get two on the back, one in the back and one on the front. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what you'll find a lot of times is that you, you'll, you'll get in a rhythm when you don't really care and you will start booking more appointments and then you have five. Mm-hmm. So you got to get to a point in this business. And I remember my mother-in-law telling me, uh, where you just get mad and guys, if you've been here for quite a while, you have a quite probably a pool of leads that when you first started dialing them, that you weren't that good on. You know, my, my sister, Laurie is amazing at this. She'll go back and dial leads that she's gotten six, seven, eight a year ago. You know, it's been long enough. They don't even remember, but she gets resolution. You know, so if you ever find yourself short of resources, go back, print up some of your old leads. You don't know what changed. You know, one thing that has changed if you stayed at it and you've been consistent with it is your skill level's gotten better. Maybe you get over that objection that you got six months ago that you just got shot down on, you know, the whole goal is to get better every day. And it's amazing when you go back, there's still a ton of resources sitting in your inventory. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's one of the ways that I would adapt as well. Having three appointments in a row, that's all about posture, right? At least three appointments in a row. My goal for every day was somewhere between five to seven and making sure that I got over four sits. Like mm-hmm. I need over four sits in a day. How can I get to that, those four sits a day? Um, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, lead orders, sometimes uh, people would ask, people would ask questions. I mean, what was your specific design for lead orders in order to, uh, in order to book your appointments? I would get 10 to 12 A's. That was mm-hmm. all as far as my lead order goes, and then would back that up with bonus leads. Because what I learned early on in the business is that those 10 to 12 A's would be my 10 to 12 appointments that I would probably get on a Friday night. Okay. It wouldn't be from those necessarily those A's. It would be from my past inventory that I'm adding into it. But I know that those were going to be the easier ones to get. And then I would back it up with my bonus leads, my past inventory and stuff like that, because it's a pipeline business, Brian. You know, you, you're not always going to get a hold of everyone that you got a hold of last week. But I knew if I had, you know, if I had new leads, whether it's bonus leads or aliens or whatever that I was bringing in, I had new people to call that I haven't spoken to. And that changes your psychology when you've got new people, even if it's a bonus, you know, it's a game. Hey. It was fun. Like I just had to figure out how many people I was going to be able to get a hold of. And that just was picking up the phone and making the dials, Mm. you know, not being scared of that because, you know, we were talking about this over at the meeting down in Charlotte, Um, like, you know, when you, you, you divide your APV by the amount of dials that you made, every time somebody told me, no, I would be making like 15 to $20. Yeah. Every phone ring and they didn't pick up. I made 15 to $20. So if, Bring your kind of attitude around that. It's like, well, shoot, man, I'm going to sit down. And if I make 30 dials this hour, I will have made 300 bucks or whatever it is that that, that turned out to be in my APV. Mm-hmm. How motivating is that? That's right. Because your right. top, they can take their APV and divide it by the amount of dials they made. And whether they entered it went to voicemail or you got a Chinese restaurant, <laughs> you still made $30 every time that phone rang. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, that uh, and I love that, Carrie. Well, your funnel will never be empty when you work your daily success plan. That's right, right. And so, yeah, it, it's it's when it comes to when it comes to uh, the resources, and I I love this thing that you pointed out. You got to make it a game, right? We all know that 
about things that, that in this business, they can be neutral or maybe even a little bit boring, like making your dials, like it calling through your switchboard leads. You'd rather just like have it all handed to you. You'd rather it be more like ballet than self park, right? Where you have people who are just bringing their appointments to you. They're texting back. They're doing all those things. Of course, that's what you'd rather, but what gets that level of result? It's the daily, it's the daily activity, right? It's a daily activity and it's building your pipeline. And I heard a guy say very early on in this business, uh, that money doesn't grow on trees, it flows in pipes. And that's what I had to focus on. I had to focus on how many applications can I stuff in that top of the funnel? Because in the beginning, I was focused on the money coming out. But when I flipped my mindset to focusing on the top end of the funnel, the bottom of the end of the funnel was never a problem. How many applications can I get in there? How much APV can I get in there? How many ASRs can I get in there? We see uh, we see Alan Smith directed Jimmy Spielden are two apps for uh, 23, 19, 12, four contracts sent in one ASR. That's what's called a pipeline of doing activity consistently. We have Jesse Backrack. He woke up last week and that was the first time he ever called leads. I promise you, he wouldn't be at seven apps for 17K, right? But it's because of his consistent pipeline of activity. Emily Lotz, I love this. Wait, uh, already starting off the week with a win in posture, one app, 1,061. Uh, Brandon Pack already has a win for the week, 579.60 with AIG. Rosa McCabe-Garcia, director Monica Jaramillo. If she woke up this morning and booked these appointments this morning and wasn't working out of the pipeline, there's no chance she would have three apps for 44.16. But instead, she's starting off the week with posture and she can add wins on wins. The best time to win is kind of like the best time to sell. It's right after you just did it, right? And I want to make sure I didn't miss any names here, so I'm not leaving anybody out. But uh, yeah, Ruben Brown, director Brian and Rachel, one app for 916.56, big deal. So, uh, so Brian, what were some of the things that as you were going through your week that you were doing, uh, talking about system, talking about recordings, talking about reading, talking about uh, you know per, uh, getting yourself better professionally? What were some of the things that you would listen to do in order to continue to encourage the right time, the right types of mindsets and activities through the week to win? Because I think that's something that we may have gotten away from a little bit, such as the listening, to, were there certain audios that you listen to off of SoundCloud, all right? Were there certain, uh, were there certain motivational speak? What, what was it for you that really pushed you, allowed you to not only take your own mindset, but borrow other people's mindsets to push? You know, Brian, I mean, one of the four cornerstones is, is, you know, following the system. <laughs> system was caused when I set my calendar up every week. I mean, I just blocked out first the conference calls that I needed to be on. Um, that was just a non-negotiable for me. I, I had my pad and paper because I never knew when I was going to get that one little golden nugget on a Monday morning sales training call that we used to have at 10 o'clock that would make the difference in my week. Maybe it's just something I heard from an Ashley Tarr or, you know, a Jimmy Spillner at that time, or, you know, you never know where you're going to get that one. You know, Brian, you and I both know this. I can tell somebody something five times and then they hear it from a Jesse backer. I can be like, Oh my God, you, you'll never believe I've just revolutionized my sales process. Like I know I've been telling you, uh, but they hear it and they resonate with someone else. So like, why would you miss that? Why? If the, if, if, if the training is ongoing here, guys, cause you're never going to be fully trained. You know, it it doesn't work that way. This is what we do is we get better every day, day by day. 
Um, and we are never going to arrive at a place where we know it all. Okay, so just get that out of your your mindset, um, especially as this company evolves, especially as we're implementing all these new processes and stuff like that. Like it is more important now than ever for you to be tuned in. Okay, as far as our sound clouds go, we used to we called it our rolling university. Uh, you know, you guys don't have to drive three hours to get to your to your territories anymore in an hour between each one. I mean, guys, it's gotten so much easier. But because I sat there in the car, I didn't listen to the radio. I listened to, you know, I, I used to record people at conference. You know, I have that Ashley Tarr, uh, Ayers and Cicely Newsome, what we say in the home recording that was from a conference and we put our phones up there and record it. And so I had this, this ongoing, I would listen to it over and over and over and over again. And I'd be like, Oh, so you're the good one. I'd, I'd be saying stuff just like Ashley. I'm like, well, where did that come from? But you know what? She was getting results. And so what I had to do is learn to imitate long enough so I could start to innovate and it become my own. Right. And with the tools and like, I see what what's capable, you know, what people, what's possible today blows my mind. You know, I made the national leaderboards one time with $8,000 of APV. Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Nowadays, like, geez, Jake, I mean, I see you smiling back there. But when we started, like, it was like paper applications, rate sheets, like fumbling through, trying to get things through, like what we can do now, just like that turn it out all we have to do is pick up a phone book an appointment and then we can help a family how many times can you do that a week I, gino was up there he's like guys if you can't pick up the phone and make a phone call this might not be the right business for you and i hate to say it but it might not be and it was heavy for me trust me the only way i was able to get through it is to have somebody like a brian delaney have my back and jimmy spilder look behind me and be like dude you gotta stop saying um people that cared more about me than I cared about myself at that time, because that's what got me over the hump. And they showed me the way they paved the way for me. All I had to do is go do what they were doing and not be scared to do it. I love, I love that. It, and it's, it's such a great point, right? We have all this, we have all this coaching, we have all this training. And if you've listened to it, do the work, listen to it, do the work. And it, there was that time where we could have chosen to listen to the radio. There's that time where we all get to choose what we listen to first thing in the morning. And if we're listening to our pre-coffee mindset, if we're listening to our pre-awaken alive mindset, it's going to be a problem. So why not put something else in there in order to encourage that continued training that continued, I'm getting to the next level so that as I do the work, the work is becoming easier. So I have bigger capacity. So and we certainly have watched you and Rachel both grow your capacity and continue to do it. And that's what leaders do. They don't have an entitlement mentality. They continue to do the work. They continue to grow, not perfectly, but just as a practice, right? Um, so I, I think that's such a big deal. Um, Jesse Backrack, as an example, not only seven ASRs this week, but he's, he's talking about uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, that he listens to. On a regular um, on a regular basis, right? And and having I'm I've got to do my job mentality. I love that, Jason. Uh, Sam Nelson, director Brick Bradford, four apps already for this week: forty four, seventy two, sixteen plus three s three ASRs. That's awesome. That's it's such a big deal. So, uh, Brian, I I really appreciate your help on on this. I'm gonna go ahead and flip over to um, Danielle Goulet. 
because as we're talking about what we used to do to win, what Brian Jernigan and I used to do to win, what you still can do now, uh, what we want to talk to, what we want to talk about is what does it look like for you to win right now? And we want to have a level of transparency so that people can have a pass fail, right? How do I already at the 20, you know, this is without even uh, putting any applications in so far for this week, but you're at 13 apps for 13,000. And I know there's other months where you're, you're higher than that already in the month. And, but the thing that I see is from month to month, to month to month, you're consistent. You do the work that you need to do. And that gives you the life that you want to have. And I see you doing the uh, production activities and the building activities. Talk to us about what your calendar looks like, because I know you do a lot of switchboard. I know you still um, make the dials, um, but let's talk about your activity throughout the week and how you're compartmentalizing, not just your week, but your day in order to get that consistent success. Yeah. Um, thank you, Brian. So with switchboard, it's obviously a new animal, but it, it can be tamed. So with new scheduling, obviously it does still come down to the four keys and you do have to make sure you still have to get your resources. So every Monday morning, I make a lead order. So I do my lead order every single Monday, obviously, because it's Razor Ridge. Mm -hmm. They don't come in right away. So it's still important to work while you're working. So you always have that pipeline. So like on Monday, I do all my all my morning stuff, go to the gym, have a breakfast, do my morning routine. Then I come into the office, same thing, and I start dialing. So what that looks like now, because obviously you don't have your stack of leads that you're going to go through and book your appointments for. It's just retouching base with the leads that you've gotten. So I like to call. So calling those people is much, much, much more effective than sending a text message. In my opinion, sometimes that works for certain clients. Sometimes it doesn't. That's why I think with switchboard, it is important to be a human. <laughs> so just knowing where your schedule's at and kind of humanizing the system too. So just an example with that was I knew that I would be traveling to the um, the Charlotte meeting. So I wasn't going to be dialing on the, um, that Saturday morning that I usually do. And I had a good week. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take that day off. Um, but I made sure that I touched base with the clients that I haven't gotten touch with that week that sent in requests, even ones from the previous week was totally human. Hey, Maria just wanted to follow up. We haven't heard back. Uh, we're going to be traveling for a meeting. When's a good time for us to follow back up when we're out of our meeting? I had three clients out of 10 <laughs> respond right away, gave me a time and an alternate number or like who to call back. So just because I was human and knew my schedule ahead of time, I already had three appointments set for today. Mm -hmm. So I guess a short answer to that long-winded answer would be just utilize the same schedule, work when you're working. So whether it's a nine to 12 that you would typically dial, still dial and then be available for those clients that come in because you will have that lead flow start to flow to you. Mm -hmm. So if a new lead comes in, I drop what I'm doing, call that lead right away, make sure that touch gets out as quick as possible, and then kind of just return to that activity. So when you say you drop what you're doing, because I think some people have this idea that switchboard is gonna be this ball and chain that they stay hooked to. I think some people have this idea that speed to lead means that 
the lead has to be primary in your life. And what you're saying is you already know your schedule. So when it comes to calling the leads, you know what you say you're going to say because you don't have to make that up in the moment. Right. You know, it, it's such a big deal. So let's say you do get that lead in on a Sunday on, you know, on during a time where you're other you're otherwise you're you're occupied. You're not going to be doing work that day. Mm-hmm. How do you like how do you set that up and then how do you execute so that you're not constantly in this place where you're kind of like you're just like on Facebook, how it can become so addictive that you're just waiting for likes, right? Oh, how many likes do I have? Did anybody comment, right? We're in this place of, uh, of like dopamine, dopamine overload, because we're waiting for this new thing to happen that could create this new result. When it, in, in fact, it's not the new thing that's happening. It's the, it's the consistent thing that's happening. That's going to get the result. So how do you keep it from being a ball and chain and continue to allow that to work as a tool for you rather than you becoming a tool for it? Yeah. So I think that can look, um, two different ways. They're very similar. So if I'm in a place where I'm like, Hey, I'm strictly taking the day off, not doing anything. This is just my day off. Um, I will still send a text message and be a human. So, Hey Maria, we got your request for life insurance. We're actually not in the office right now, but I can follow back on you, follow back up here on Monday. This was the information that I got. Perfect. Done. I, I acknowledged it so that she knew who I was. I was in touch with her, but I'm putting that off until Monday. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Brian. I like working on the weekend because I walk into the week with with posture. So if I'm not doing anything and I'm in a position where I can make the call or take the call, I will call them right away. Like if I'm not doing anything and I'm choosing that, I'll call them be like, Hey, got your request. Like and talk to them. If they want to take care of business on a Sunday, great. We can go ahead and do it if that's what I'm choosing. But if they're like, Hey, I don't do business on Sunday. It's typical sales skills, mirror your client. Hey, me either. I actually have a lot of plans with the family today. Just wanted to acknowledge your request. What's a good time to follow up on Monday. That's great. That's great. And that's, that's, that's allowing when we already have it planned out, we can provide certainty for the clients, which is what they're going to move to. They're moving from an uncertain position of not having protection, not being sure how to get it the right way that's going to fit their needs and budget. And so they need to move towards certainty because certainty is going to provide them reassurance in this time. And what you know, is you know, your schedule already, you know what you're looking to. So you know how to get back. And one of the things that I hear that you're being honest with yourself is like, Okay, you're sitting down, you're chilling, you're what you, you may be watching a movie, but it what like you didn't set it aside as like a, a movie Saturday, right? You're willing mm-hmm. to get up and just do the work then because getting the result is gonna put you in a place where you're not having to think about the work. Right. Like when we know we need to work and we're not doing it, we're still we're relaxing, still thinking about the work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and I, you know, that that knowing that I have to do work and trying to relax at the same time leads to me just like being fidgety and, and not, not, a, not as good of a person as I could be. Right. Um, so protect your schedule, know what that schedule is that you're protecting. Don't try, just try to protect. I don't feel like it right now. Right. Protect, mm-hmm. uh, protect the idea that, Hey, this is not what I'm planning on doing it, but this is the next time that I can get to you. protect the fact that if it's not, if, if it's not necessary, right. Let's say I'm in a position where I'm with my fa- I'm with my family, they've been enduring like me getting started me, but I still need to get the things done. Do it now. Do it now. Just get it done. Put everything else aside. Because if we don't do enough now, we'll never have enough later. 
-hmm. just won't. And we'll always be working from that place of scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. If I didn't get what I needed, my 4,000 in a week, if I didn't get that for, and that was my target personally, because I was building and selling, right? If I didn't get that 4,000, I went to work on the next Sunday because I didn't like working Sundays. And so I would just go get it and then walk into the week knowing that I was going to get what I needed uh, this next week and not have to work Sunday. I was buying my time off, which is exactly what happens when you own the future. You give yourself permission to have time off, enjoy your family, enjoy holidays, enjoy vacation. You do that not not by say not by carving time out of nothing, right? But by carving time out because you made a plan, you executed on that, you bought yourself consistency. If you want to be in control, you have to be in control. So that's that's what I see you doing. Uh, when it comes to uh, procrastination, I just see you closing the feedback loop faster and faster on that. Like where um, where you um, where, when you think of something, you're doing it. Talk about uh, the importance of uh, learning how to. Um, overcome procrastination in this business when it comes to doing the work and how important it is to make this work fun where you love doing the work and you're you're just in a position where you're not resisting it um yeah if you wouldn't mind just breaking those two things down that'd be awesome yeah i think when um and i want to make sure i i say this right because i can get really creative with this stuff so when procrastination comes and you're like oh wow like it's a new system. It's all this new stuff. Like appointments are just going to land in my schedule. Like I can just go run that errand. We've all made that mistake and it never works. <laughs> and then, so when the, the biggest thing is I would always say making, making that win early and knowing, knowing what your goal is. Right. So doing the hard work now so that you don't have to do, like, you don't have to do it later but you will still do work later. It just will become more effortless and easy. Um, and I guess maybe easy is the wrong word. Simple, I would say. So back in the field days, I would run on, I would run on Sunday so that I would close that feedback loop quicker so that I could have more time to do the things that I knew took a lot more energy, like building, calling zip recruiter, the stuff that needed a lot more of my attention. I need to work harder for it. Um, so really just making sure that, and, and this is the hard part, the person that you're looking at in the mirror and you're promising these things to, you're following through. So, cause at the end of the day, like the biggest, the most important person in your life Yes, it can be your family, your spouse, your whoever is closest to you, but nobody's going to be getting let down more than yourself. So it's important to keep those commitments to yourself because then you start operating at a higher level of, hey, I know that when I promise myself I'm going to do something, I can get it done. And it really turns into like this beautiful, I would say, monster of if I need to write 10K tomorrow, I can versus Oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Oh, I got the app. I finally got the app. It didn't get approved. Now I need another app and you're playing catch up with yourself. And that kind of will deteriorate the confidence that you're trying to build because you're in a point of desperation versus liberation. So I would say closing that loop and just promising yourself what's realistic. So going to your schedule and knowing, hey, I know that I can do X, Y, and Z. This is what it's going to look like. Carve out the time for my family. Carve out the time for if I go to the gym and then just following through on what I'm saying to myself 
so that I feel better about myself at the end. <laughs> and then not only am I helping myself, but I'm in a position where I can truly just help the client that's in front of me and not really operating from a place of lack. It's, it's so, it's so good because if I, if I build momentum on the side of procrastination, then I'm eventually going to get it right. And I'm going to get the results from that. And I'm going to panic and, and I'm going to try to start working again when I haven't built the discipline at work and I don't have momentum and being at that, that place of zero momentum, that's the hardest place for anybody to work at. And I remember being there a, quite a few times where I had no rollover appointments for the next week. I needed to write the business that week. I needed to get some building momentum. I was just at, I was at zero. And I said, oh my gosh, right? I can't be here because it's too hard to work up from zero every single week. I need to have that momentum so that when people, I was on the phone with people and I'm sure you get this, uh, there's no way for me to make it happen this week. Okay, Danielle, not a big deal. I'm very busy too. Try to rebook the appointment at that same time. Nope. I can't do it. Okay. I can make some openings again tomorrow Would before five or after five work, right? Nope. There's no way I could do it this week. Okay. Well, the only time I've left in my schedule uh, for you then would be next Monday evening with a six or an eight work, right? When I've already pushed back on that no three times, now I start building out my next week because I'm still going to be in business and I want my business to be better. So having a great launch pad and starting from zero with the skills that I need is great, but being just a foot off that launch pad is going to allow me to grow so much higher because I don't have to generate that initial lift off. Mm -hmm. and, and becoming someone who enjoys and leans into this work is going to make this business more enjoyable. Lean into the work, lean into the difficulty, lean into the discipline because that discipline is going to get you that freedom that you're looking for. Freedom now doesn't get freedom later. Freedom now gets need later, right? Mm -hmm. Discipline now gets freedom later. Uh, being a self-control now gets a lot more choices later, right? And that's a, one thing with my calendar that I've resisted for so long. Well, I just, you know, I don't want to have to worry about a calendar. I don't want to have to worry about this. It kind of seems like a job, right? It kind of seems like a job. I just want to have choices. Well, the more choices I enacted in the moment, the less choices I had later on. And I see you, you giving yourself a lot of choices in this business. So that's that's incredibly uh, powerful. Um, when you went from somebody who got it, like you, where you were getting it for the first time, and you were starting to see that when you put in the work, you got the results, right? How, how Talk about the transition in your mindset from that time where you were getting some of the initial wins, but it wasn't consistent to the time where you knew you could flip on a switch, you could get the 10K done whenever you need to. What, what were some of those uh, big changes in your mindset? Yeah, I would say that, I would say the biggest thing, and it always starts with belief, right? So whether it is say belief in yourself, the system, the product you're selling, or all of the above, um, it really doesn't click completely until you see the result, truly, right? Because you can have all the belief in the world, but if you're not seeing a return on it, it's just like magic. It's like this thing that you can't really. It's not tangible, so. Mm -hmm. Belief was really important in the beginning for me as far as, hey, it was the system. Like I've seen people come in and win. I know that if I do X, Y, and Z, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. It was just like, can I be the person capable of it? 
And that was the scary part because I knew that I had to change and I had to make some adjustments. So when I finally was at the point where I grew enough, was willing to lean in hard enough and do enough work to actually get the result that I was looking for, um, that's when that's when I would say the magic happens because that's when you can see it. It's tangible, right? So it's it's really just a different level of belief in yourself that really kind of just sets your soul on fire in a way of it's more fun than scary. <laughs> it's still uncomfortable, um, but it's definitely worth it. And And what I'll say to that is the harder that you work and the more uncomfortable that you are and the more kind of dissatisfied you get while you're doing all the right work and maybe not seeing it is the more life-giving and fulfilled that you'll feel on the other side of that. And then at that moment, it, it changes the whole, the whole like energy of everything that you're doing. It changes the conversations with your clients. It changes the conversations with yourself. It changes how you wake up in the morning. Like it just really does this. And I keep saying magical thing, but the, the magic to it is, is great. It's like, this stuff isn't, isn't easy. It is very simple. It is very applicable, but spinning all the plates at once can definitely be a challenge at the beginning, but you always get stronger. So I would say the, the biggest difference is going to be just that shift in really how you, how you feel, how you show up. And then in your ability in yourself of, Hey, if I want this, I can do this. And there's nothing that's going to stop me. I know the formula. That's right. That's right. Get it, get the formula on a smaller scale, right? Mm -hmm. It's always the same thing. Plan, execution, effectiveness, consistency, plan, execution, effectiveness, consistency, plan, execution, effectiveness, consistency. If we can do that with one app, then we can do it with two. If we can do it with two, we can do it with five, right? If we can do it with five, we can do whatever we want, right? So get free, get free at that first level, right? as you do make a new plan for getting free at the next level, make a new plan for getting free at the next level, get some leverage on yourself first, right? We talk about leverage and uh, leverage and how important that is. It starts, it starts with effectiveness and having the leverage of our own skill that when I do the work, I know I can get the result over any month, any month that I have, I can get that result. And we just need to make it real for ourselves and not fall into that, uh, uh, that mindset right? It, and I need to get that result as quickly as possible. I need to move to that result. So I remember getting trapped in these places where it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's Monday, I don't have my week set up. And I would I would micro quit. I give up just a little bit at a time, little bit at a time, little bit at a time, and not get there rather than initiate a little bit more each time as I saw that effectiveness. One of the things, there were two things that I heard you say, one thing was, you know, make it simple for yourself, right? Get this, get this thing to be simple. And this business is challenging. So lean into it, lean into it. And listen, if you only lean into it three days, you know, if you only leaned into it three days last week, lean to lean into it four days this week, I promise you'll get better and your results will get better. Lean into it for five, you know, five days a week after. And then soon enough, you'll, uh, you'll look up and be like, oh man, I've been on this production train here for two full weeks and I've just had my head down doing this work. I see the money in my account. Now I've got a little bit of bandwidth, a little bit of extra 
to start to work and create more leverage and duplication in the rest of my life. And uh, that's exactly what I see you doing. So Danielle, really appreciate you, uh, you going over that. Um, the people want to know the magic. The people always want to know the magic. Hey, what do you say? What do you say uh, on the other end of the phone? The first part is picking up the phone, dialing and saying hello. <laughs> like that's, that's the hardest part for most people. So get over that part and then you'll figure out the rest because we have the scripts and it's simple. Don't be weird. Don't put yourself in positions that will make you feel weird. Like if you really need the money, like you all of a sudden you will sound desperate. Fighting against desperation is not going to be a good way to normalize getting big results. Um, so put, putting ourselves in that place of abundance as soon as possible. And then we get to be free because this business doesn't need more from you. I, unless you're procrastinating, unless you're doing that, it just needs more of your heart in it. Like you wouldn't show up half-hearted for a W-2 position where you had the opportunity to make multiple six figures a year in a half-hearted position. You would show up to it as they talked about last week with a whole heart, with the whole thing in, right? And and so, and that's that's what I see you, your dedication, just your um, your partnership in this business means a lot to me. So thanks, Danielle. Really appreciate your insight. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, awesome. Um, let's go to uh, Rob. Rob, currently, uh, you've got a couple of agency owners who are in who are in the run, right? They're in the run. They're in the hunt. They've got they're helping their people get up and move in. They're breaking out new writers, breaking out new producers. How important to you is that is that plan, right? Is that plan to go ahead and do it? Because that's what I've seen with both Monica. I've saw it with Hannah. I see it with a number of members of your team. Uh, we sat down a few months ago in a room and you were like, here's the problems with our plan. How can we all make a plan together? And it wasn't you there teaching them how to make a plan. It was you there with them making your own plan and showing them how that fit into your plan, right? And then helping them make their plan with them, right? It's it's more of a partnership and grow with me rather than grow based on all this knowledge that I've had, uh, you know, some sort of a mountaintop type of experience. So talk about having a plan and then talking uh, and the importance of that in achieving success. Love that. Okay, cool. Good question. And, and before I uh, say anything else, Danielle and Brian both, um, I, I'm, I'm not fired up about following that. So um, both <laughs> of you guys, just awesome. Awesome. On behalf of everybody, that was great. So Rob Perley directed to, to Colin Gillum. Um, you know, I think the, the responsibility of the leader is always to see around corners, right? Um, but I, I read this, um, I think this came from a Simon Sinek book where he talked about, he said that the, um, the best teams can, they get their, uh, they get other people, uh, they get other people that will fight for their vision. Okay. Which will, uh, in turn, um, ensure legacy, right? Like we all want to, we all want to run businesses, families, enterprises that exist after we're gone, right? That's the last level of leadership is legacy. Okay. And in Jimmy's organization, we know that, right? We see it, we felt it accordingly. And so for us, it was like, it doesn't, for me, I guess it was just like, it doesn't matter what I know or where I want this to go is I need, I need them. And you, you said this to me one time and it was so right. Is that I need the people that are closest to me not to be limping, <laughs> not to be limping. 
right? And so in that time, it was about getting uh, all of us together on that leadership team to make sure that it was uh, full steam ahead and being locked and loaded on the same mission and the same vision. And, and uh, Emily and I were in a meeting Friday morning for two hours where, where we just started with the whiteboard. It was like 2023. What did, what was right about what has been right about 2022? Where did we miss? Where did we hit? How can we replicate the hits? How can we avoid the misses? And how can we make sure that we communicate this? Uh, how, can, how can we make sure that we communicate this? Um, with the other leaders on the team to make sure that this is not addition, but this is multiplication in 2023. What were some of the things that you saw, right? That um, as far as in 2022 uh, or earlier in 2022, that you're, you're uh, focused and fired up about changing for 2023 in order for the pearly agency to get to the next level. Yeah. So, so the first quarter of 2022 was the first quarter we had uh, in since I've been here where we actually went backwards mm -hmm. and we saw it coming because we, we hit the million dollar mark in like early, no early to late November, but we did not sprint across the finish line in 2021. We limped, we, mm -hmm. we you know, we, we lost some people to different things. You know, we had some adjustments in the uh, Emily joined the leader, uh, went on to the sales side and, and we didn't replace that. And, and so we, when we started the year, uh, I can remember talking to Emily about this being like, we're going to, we're going to, this Q1 is going to hurt because we didn't finish the way that we always have. Right. And one of the things I've always said this about teams is that the success of a team or the success of a season is always, in my opinion, and it's always predicated on when the season ends, does the team want more? And when that's the case, you always know, you always know it's been a good season. If when it's over, everybody's crying because they want more. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can tell when you've had bad seasons, it's because when those seasons ends, everybody's glad they're over. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Oh man, that, that was probably the most energizing thing that I would go through when I was done running my appointments for the week, man, I was, I was worn out and excited. I don't know how those two things can exist in the same place, but man, I, I'd like, I'd done my emotional labor. I put everything in, in that. And as long as I put everything that I had to give, as long as I gave that, I always wanted more. I was like, just give me, give me some more people to sit with. Just give me some more families because I can't freaking lose. I can't lose. And I was hungry for it. Right. I, but that hunger wasn't initial. That hunger was consequential that hunger was a consequence of the activities that I was doing, making a plan, being able to execute, developing effectiveness, uh, growing consistency, making a new plan. Right. And I heard you, uh, one of the things that I heard you say in there was don't limp through the rest of the year because then you'll start with a limp. That's right. You'll start with a limp. And you went from hitting a million dollars last year. When, uh, when, when did you hit a million last year? Right about right now. I mean, pretty, pretty close. Like we're, I think what you're going to see from us is a, is a, we're in the process of this big fourth quarter, this big finish. This is going to be a record quarter for us. This is, this is going to be us blowing across the finish line this, this time around, right. Learning the lesson from, from uh, what happened previous. Um, and then uh, which we just anticipate just giving us just a massive kickstart into 2023. Love that. The thing we're the most fired up about over here. I mean, obviously, with the exception of Monica and Hannah, it's I'm excited about. Haha, 
mistake the first time, but when it came back around this time, it was just like, hey, we caught it, we adjusted, and it's not going to happen again, right? And you can build off of those things. Yeah, so good, so good. Want to go? Uh, Want to go back to uh, Brian Jern again with this? What What are you, Rachel? Uh, top players on your team? What are you guys doing to make sure that you don't uh, that you don't limp through the rest of this year? You know how we all know it's almost like a surprise. When, oh, the holidays are here already. Oh, this isn't necessary already. What are What are you guys doing to make sure that you guys don't end with a limp and begin with a limp, but you end on a sprint and you begin with a sprint? Just identifying what people want. I mean, what we know is I've been in this business for quite a long while. Um, this is the time to get production done. Like these are our biggest months, guys. I mean, people are in a spending mode. Uh, they're they're thinking about their families. They are with their families, and and our job is to protect families. And so it's keeping. You know, here's the thing: is that we all want time off, right? Mm-hmm. We all want to spend time with our families as well. We are in a business, guys, where we get to control that. I've been self-employed pretty much my entire adult life. Um, I create a schedule around my family. But what that means is if I'm self-employed, I got to be the worst boss, best employee. You know, mm-hmm. right? that an alarm clock, nobody has to tell me it's time to get up to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because I've just, that's, I chase the sun and that's what I've been doing my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we need to focus on is like, how do you want to be sitting at Thanksgiving? Do you want to be worried about your business? Because here's the thing. If we, if, if we're, if we're a bad boss and, and a bad employee, then we, we can justify sometimes, well, maybe, you know, you earn the right sometimes to be able to do that. And how you do it is, is by putting in the extra work beforehand and then after. Um, guys, if you don't utilize that week between Christmas and New Year's for your production <laughs> to finish this, this this year strong, you're crazy. That was some of my best weeks ever, ever in this business. Right after Thanksgiving, best weeks ever, guys. But like, keep your head down, keep focused, so that you earn the right to be able to say, "Hey, you know what?" And I don't hold it against anybody on my team. You go earn the right to have the week off of, for for Christmas. Do it. Do it. Do it, but take take the ownership of that right now. Is that knowing that like that's going to be a lot of hard work, probably in the two to three weeks leading up to it. Yep. Right. And, and what we know, Brian, and what Rob knows right now, and I'm so thankful for you, Rob. I mean, vulnerable. Like we we have this. Our success next year depends on the work that we do right now. We set up our first quarter of next year by the activity that we put in now, whether it's on the building side, whether it's on the production side our momentum that we that is created right now. And we have to be flexible with our schedules over the next few weeks. But that just means that like the old way or whatever, like, you know, run a Sunday guys. I always ran. I loved running Sundays. You know, those were days where I'd be door knocking, getting resolution, things like that. Get outside of your box, outside of your comfort zone. You're going to be able to hit people that normally you wouldn't be able to hit. If you're willing to get uncomfortable and do some things that other people are not willing to do. Right. I mean, and, and you get fed well, if you were in the homes, remember, like <laughs> after that, I was always, it's a good leftovers and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, but outside of that is just focus on what you can do now. So that when you do have your time off, mm-hmm. 
it's quality time and not time out of regret. Right. right. Maybe you didn't do the things that you needed to, to put yourself in a position where you could actually relax and take the time off. Yep, exactly. And that's, that's it. And this is where it, this is where it changes. I had to learn how to earn this, earn that time off for myself. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to earn it. Yeah. How to put the work in, how to get it. And, you know, I don't, and the best thing about today is with what we're changing it, life has become even more instant. You want a result. You can have it by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest change. Yeah. Before it like same day, same day appointments were, were not just, were not a big thing. Still book some same days when I was uh, running them. And when I was needing it today, you can book same days. Today, you can put in the work and get the result. Today, you can put yourself into a position where you walk into Thanksgiving, you walk in this Thursday with an extra two, three, five, ten thousand dollars deposited. And I'll tell you, I'm, I, we have to a uh, few of the leaders and uh, top and uh, top performers on this team. We've got to hop on a call about ears. I didn't come here and work for the ears. That was a surprise I got by doing the work that wasn't being asked of me and putting myself into a great position. So when the resources were ready to be distributed, I was in the position to receive the highest value. Where are you going to be when that happens again for this team? When it happens again in this company, are you going to put yourself in the position to receive the maximum resources, even though it's not an expected outcome, because you went ahead and did the work and you realized that if I don't have to ask anybody for permission to live my life, to run my business, then I certainly better give myself permission by doing what I need to do today, by not limping in through the rest of the year, by understanding that what I, what I do matters and what I do has an outcome that's going to build momentum as long as I consistently do it. And that's, that's the win here. We've got an awesome tomorrow. We're going to talk about putting that plan in place. We have a, uh, uh, we have, um, uh, an action plan. We're going to put it, put an action plan. We're going to show you exactly how we do that on the help desk call tomorrow, uh, with one of the agents with Mr. Jody Matney. We're going to put together that action plan. So fired up to equip and empower you to be able to put that plan together to execute and build more credibility with yourself just like Danielle was talking about, because it's going to be how you see yourself that determines what you do. And that's going to determine what you get for the rest of 2022 and into 2023 and the rest of your life, the rest of your business, right? We can make this business great. We just have to make it that way. Nobody's going to make it for us. So let's go out and make it happen. Thank you all. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate your leadership and look forward to seeing you guys next week. And let's crush it. Tuesday, we've got our help desk call as normal. Thursday, I think we're going to hold off on the builders team. Uh, right, guys? I think we're <laughs> we're going to enjoy that time with our family. Uh, we're going to enjoy those connections, being able to be present. Uh, practicing presence on Thursday is going to enable more presence on Friday and Saturday. Let's go out. Let's not allow the turkey fog to get into us. Let's uh, drink a, an extra shot of espresso on Friday morning. Go get it and set ourselves up for a great week great month and a great end of the year uh, so that we can use that as a launch pad for next year. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining.